0: Penetrate the hearts of men and women everywhere that's listening to this word. Let them understand that you are better, and besides you, there is no other. So, we thank you for your Holy Ghost. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the anointing that you put on our life. We ask you, Lord, let's continue always to represent you in everything we do. We just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I do want to announce uh, after service today, immediately after service today in the gymnasium, uh, Pastor Terrio. And uh, Sister or Sister Jose is going to be meeting with the young people, the teenagers for camp that's going to, uh, they plan on going to uh, Portage Lake Bible Camp. So, the meeting is in the gym immediately afterwards. So, they want to meet with you. They got some material they need to give you. Uh, So, please meet them there. Jesus is better. Jesus is better. So, uh, the lesson is really coming out of, we're doing a series, man, to walk through Hebrews and, um, And the thing is, uh, there was a challenge going on uh, during this time when the author wrote the book, uh, Hebrews. They don't know who the author were. Uh, But here's the thing. There was a struggle going on because people had embraced Christ. A lot of Jewish Christians had embraced Christ. And uh, the persecution was starting to rise. Things were very tight. Temptation was on the rise. Uh, And so what the writer was trying to get them to understand is that uh, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you choose. Understand the one thing, that Jesus is better. Everybody say Jesus is better. And so he wanted us to understand that in these, in these days, uh, God has spoken to us through his son. And so we're going to be talking about that. So, so God spoke to us um, in the New Testament, uh, which is from the birth of Christ, man, to his return back to, to glory. Um, he spoke to us, man, through Jesus Christ. Now, why am I talking about this? I think it's important because I think we're challenged today with so many ideologies and so many philosophies and all these things. There's so many competing things that's going on out there. And there's so many things happening. I think we lose focus on why we do what we do and why we are what we are and why we're in the position we're in. Now, keep in mind that God loved us and has such a great love for us in the kingdom. And he loved us so much right, Uh, that he put a plan in place. Now, it's important for us to understand that because if we don't understand that, we miss it. So, I really want to sell Jesus to you and understand who he is. And so, because a lot of people, now, I don't, you know, I'm one of the ones, I don't really talk about people not coming to church and Because people do what they want to do. So I don't, if you go to church, fine. If you don't come, that's between you and the Lord. So I don't talk to people about that. But I just want you to know that there's going to be a lot of things that's going to be competing against Jesus. Right? And you have to make some choices. And then your choice, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has everything to do with your commitment to Christ. I want you to understand it. Don't miss that. And, and everything you do and everything you deal with, man, is going to be, where is my relationship with Jesus? Is Jesus Christ the Lord of my life? Right? And is there any competing force stronger than him? Right? And so the writer is letting us know that uh, the angels is not more powerful than Jesus. Even though the angels brought the message to Moses and told Moses about the Lord, he said, the message messengers the prophets the angels no one is greater than jesus so god incarnates himself comes in the form in the christ of jesus i mean in the form of jesus and so we miss it sometimes we go and we do things and we make other things more valuable than him and what's going to happen is we're going to be challenged and we're going to have to make a decision and the world is telling us one thing And the word of God is telling us something different. But when we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, it was a game changer. Right? And so in John 3.16, God kind of gave us a glimpse, really, man, of what it was all about. And here's your famous scripture. For God so loved the world. He knew the world was in trouble. The world was in trouble, and God knew it. Right? And so what he did was he gave us his son. He sent Jesus into the world to address some of the issues and concerns. So God says, I got to come down and I got to bring my word and make my word alive. And his word became flesh. And we're going to talk about that, right? It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him now, listen, it doesn't apply to everybody, but for those who really believe in him, believe in his teachings, believe in his principles, believe in what he stood for, really believe God because this is God in the flesh. For God did not, now watch what he says, they should not perish, but they should have eternal, what? Life. Now, it doesn't matter who you are, right? It's better, Right? All your relationships, all your situations, your job, I don't care. what, Whatever's competing for us, Christ is better. So his word has to trump everything I do. His word has to be the guiding light in every factor. So our job is to make sure we follow it. And God said, they'll know you mine by the love you show. Right? And he says, now, because you're going to be different from everybody else. Right? But you have to really embrace, man, who Jesus is. So as people drift away from Christ, right, they drift away from his principles. And they start to live a lifestyle, man, contrary to his word. They want the blessings of the word. They want the blessings of God, but they don't want to live the life that lines up with it. Does that make sense? Right? And so Jesus is here to let us know, man, that God loves you. Despite your shortcoming, your downfalls, uh, all your issues in life, everything you're going through, he said, I knew it. I knew you was going to go through it before you came into this world. So I sent Jesus that you would believe in him, right? Because I had to send someone in human form so you understand that he went through the same thing, you, th- but he never yielded to it. Let you know that you have the power to do it. So you have to understand who he is who Christ is and understand he's better, right? Now, I don't want you to miss that piece because if we miss it, the rest of the message doesn't mean anything, right? So he goes on to say, well, let me go back. Look at verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, uh, but to save the world, but only save the world through him. Who is the him? It's Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Now, listen to me, young people and older alike, right? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Everything about him is the way. He says, I'm, listen to me, follow me. I am the truth. I'm the light. I'm the way. I'm salvation. I'm everything. Everything is bottled up in me. You have to really embrace me. And most people are in trouble because they don't embrace Christ. And some people serve him with their lips. I'm not going to say their heart is far from him. I said their behavior is far from him. Because their behavior doesn't line up with what their mouth say. They say, I'm saved and I'm sanctified. I'm Holy Ghost filled but my behavior doesn't reflect it. So when they see you, do they see Christ? Well, Satan will deceive you, right? And and, and and so he doesn't want you to embrace Jesus. So now he's giving you all kind of information. You're getting so much information now uh, on the internet and everywhere else that go somewhere else, man, other than Jesus. You don't need all that. You just need positive thinking. You just got to believe you can do whatever you want you can't do nothing, man, apart from Christ. Jesus was very, very, very direct. He says, apart from me, in St. John, the 15th chapter, you can't do nothing, right? Jesus is that important, all right? So I want to sell him to you today, right? So he says this in verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Now, Now, listen, the difference between believing and just saying it—that when you believe it, I'm going to be able to see it in your actions. I should be able to see it in your lifestyle. I should see it how you treat people. It does not matter what they look like—is how you treat them. So I can tell if you're a follower of Christ or if you follow this teaching the way you treat people, because it's all the, the whole gospel, the whole Bible is about relationships. Right, And so, what, what, what we want the world to know, that Jesus is alive. And he's alive through us. That's what the kingdom is all about. It's manifested in us. It's God's governing influence in our life. So, when people see us, they really get to see what he looked like. Because he embodied himself in us, man, in the form of the Holy Spirit. So, now our actions line up with our words. Now, here's what the devil do. Tragedy happens, something goes on that's just too much for us to handle. So then we divert from the word and we don't trust it. We say, no, I just got to make this choice. I got to make this decision because this this, is too much, right? He said, no, you got to trust me. And you got to trust that everything is working together for the good. He's because I got your best interests at heart. He's because I'm better than your situation. He said, I know it look bleak. He says, but if you wait and hold out, if you hold on and hang on and don't let go, help is on the way. Right? He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Right? But but he needs somebody to work with. That's why he gave you the Holy Spirit. So when it comes, you'll recognize it. There are seven facts about Jesus that's important as we walk through Hebrews. Here's what it says. Number one, he is the appointed heir of all things. Because the son is the heir. Right? But he also created the entire universe. Right? He also is the radiance of... Of God's glory. We, we got to know who He is, who we're dealing with, Nisi. So when we're dealing with a situation, we don't get frustrated. We don't get, uh, Onika, we don't get bent out of shape because our hope is in the one who created it all. So everybody you're dealing with, right, was created by Him. So He got this. So as long as you walk in righteousness, He said, I got you. He is the exact representation of God's nature. He's the, he's the signer ring, the stamp when he said this is it. He is what God looked like in the flesh. This is Jesus now. So Jesus actually God incarnated. Right? So the writer is trying to let them know it's not the angels that you want to worship. It's not the prophets. It's Jesus. Jesus is greater and better than all the angels because back then they were worshiping angels and they gave the prophets so much credit. He said, but he's greater than the prophets. He's greater than all the angels. He is actually the true nature of God. So when you see him, you actually see God. Well, how do you see him? Through the life of people now. It goes on, he upholds all things by the word of his power, right? He had made purification of sin. Now, this is important because the high priest, because he was the high priest, he had a high priest. The high priest would go in the Holy of the Holies, you see, and he would go in and then he would offer sacrifices on behalf of the people and on behalf of him, right? And so there was no chair or anything in the most holy place because he didn't have time to sit down. Because he had to constantly offer sacrifices. But Jesus was different. When he offered the sacrifice, it was the final one. And when he got done, he went to the right hand of the Father and sat down. He said, because it's done now. Satan, you've been conquered. He said, the sin has been forgiven. He said, now you just got to believe and then walk in. Right? Uh, It's important now because people are walking away from the church. This is so important now because people are literally, they don't even believe in Jesus. It's a group of people who don't even know he exists. Because the parents have gotten upset and been out of shape and mad at the church. They was devoted to Christ, Josh. They loved the Lord with all their heart. Something happened in the church. They walked away from the church, never went back, and everything they said from that point on was against the church, and they never taught their children. Now their children are hellions. They're dealing with so much stuff, and now you want to tell them because you embrace God. Now you want to tell them, but they can't, it, it can't register. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus who? Because you turned around. You turned it around and realized what you had. And then now you're making a commitment, but we didn't teach it to our children. We don't spend time in devotion with our children. We don't tell our children how good God is. We don't tell our children, man, Jesus is better than. Here's what we tell our children. Your athletic skills are better because Sunday is a tournament in New York. You can't go to church this Sunday because you got to go to New York because your kid is in a tournament. So you go, to the, you go to the tournament in New York because you want your kid to get a scholarship. But who's in charge of the scholarship? God, if you make God first, this people... If you make God first, you don't have to worry about the scout. It's coming because he's in charge of it all. So what happens is people that don't have a relationship with Jesus, they don't know Jesus. They put things in place to replace Jesus. And they make those things better than Jesus. So we say, well, it says my kid. It's not that important, but what you're really saying is to your children is that This is better than. He said, you don't understand. Yes, I do. I had a son. Uh, He's a basketball player, right? He just didn't play on the weekends. We weren't going to miss church Sunday, man, for him to play basketball. It just wasn't going to happen because I had to give him a message that Jesus is better. Now, I'm I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just telling you what Satan would do to you because here's the thing. Your kid is so gifted and so talented, If they never go to a tournament. They'll still get the scholarship. Because God is a spirit, and he works in the minds of people. If you commit to him, he'll commit to you. So you have somebody say, where'd he come from? That's another story. All right, Those are the parents who say, shoot, man, you mess with me, man. My kid got to go. You don't understand. That was just a sidebar because I coached for 13 years, so I know a little bit about that, right? So I'm going to get off that for... uh, these parents who got kids playing right now killed me All right now. So I'm going to move on to the next. I'm going to move on to the <laughs> next. Now, now, this is important. Now, watch. Now, we're going to get into Hebrews and watch what happens in Hebrews. Now, here's the talk. Verse number one. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and, watch this here, through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Right? So he spoke to them. Now, remember remember what the message is. I got to let the people know that Jesus is better. So God, who is God, in time past, in the Old Testament under the law, God always spoke to the people, but he did not speak to them, man, through his son. He spoke to them, man, through prophets and through angels, and they would give the message to the people, right? But here's what the writer tells us. Right? And they say, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. When Jesus Christ came on the scene, it was God in the flesh. That's why he's called the Word of God. Because he started to speak to us through the Word. And Jesus started teaching about the importance of your relationship with God and people. And it did not matter what how much money you had, your status. He says, listen, this is it. And he started teaching. Right now, he goes on to say this in verse 3: The sun is the radius of God's glory, an exact representation of his being. So when you see him, he's God magnified. Everything about him, right? Everything about his teaching. You heard me say this over and over and over. I don't care what anybody else do, but if you watch Jesus' life, you can't find no fault. Right? Then he says this. Here's where it gets heavy. Verse 4. Make sure, make sure you snapshot it on the screen. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he was inherited as it superior to theirs. Here's what he says. He became more superior than all the angels, all the archangels. Ho- What's this? He's one of the greatest angels, man, that ever existed. Ever, his name was Satan. Satan is one of the most powerful angels that ever existed. He's so powerful, man. He influenced a whole third of the angels in heaven to leave with him. He has such a track record, man, and he's so successful that literally he get people, man, who love the Lord that are turned on the Lord. That's how how powerful this angel is, right? Now, but here's what he's telling you. He's more superior than him. He's greater than him. He said, I'm greater than his influence. But you got to trust it, right? Then he says this in verse 5. For to which of these angels did God ever say, you are my what? Son. Now, here's the distinction. Now, God is about to put the pedal to the metal. He said, this person is my son. He represents me. Right? Then he says this, today I have become your father, or again, I will be, will I be his father, and he will be my son. And here's the big one. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels do what? Worship him. Every angel is going to worship him. It puts him in first place and says he's in charge, right? He is the one. Then he says this. In speaking of angels, he says he makes his angels, spirits, And his servants, flames of fire. He said the angels have a responsibility. He said they work on his behalf. The angels work for him. So you can't put the angels ahead of him, right? Listen to me. Everything that's working is working for him. Your job, your family, everybody is under him. So you can't put anything ahead of him. Nothing ahead of him. Right, But then he says this in verse 8 and 9. But about the son, here's what he says. Now now watch the shift. Watch the shift in the writing. Your throne, oh God, he shifts it. Now he makes the son God. Now you get to see who the son really is. Now he tells you that this human being in the earth, man, is God. Watch what he says. He says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your what? Kingdom. He says, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has set you above your companions. Watch this here. By anointing you with the oil of joy. All right? now, now listen here. So God has made him God. So he runs the earth man on behalf of the king. Right? Now, okay, I got to move because I got to get to this good part. Verse 10, he also says, in the beginning, Lord, everybody say Lord. Lord. You laid the foundation of what? The earth. And the what? Our what? Now, listen, you was there in the beginning before there was anything. Why am I telling you this here? Because those who are struggling, man, you're struggling because you're not putting your trust in the king. Most of us struggle, man, because we don't trust the king. In a kingdom, man, the king runs the show. He has access to all the resources. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, if everything, if everything in the earth was his, and he's the the foundation of it all. He started it all. He was there in the beginning. But he told us that. He told us that when he started writing. Now watch. Take a picture so you make it your screenshot. Creation was ordered by the Father, right, carried out by the Son, and activated by the Holy Spirit. The entire Godhead was involved in the entire creation process. They really worked together, what, as one. Now, who's greater? Who's greater than the Trinity? Who's more powerful than the Trinity? What job is more powerful than the Trinity? What husband is more powerful than the Trinity? What wife is more powerful than the Trinity? What boss is more powerful than the Trinity? What kid is more powerful than the Trinity? What coach is more powerful than the Trinity? What bank is more powerful than the Trinity? What loan company? What's more powerful than the Trinity? Remember this, everybody is controlled by God. God is a spirit. He said, you got to accept me and then you get access, man, to all the resources. So if you think I'm better than him, you understand it and you sell, listen, you sell it all. That's why he gave us a story. When a man found a pearl, he sold everything and went and bought the field. Once I found out who Jesus really was, Everything else had to go. I quit clubbing. I was partying, lands like never before. I was dancing like, I did that thing. I was doing, I I had a great time until I found out, man, that Jesus was better. When I embraced Christ, man, I never stopped partying. I started having fun. I just shifted. So I started having fun with people, man, who had like minds. Right? And then I I started dealing with people, man, who really loved the Lord. And then it changed everything, and it gave me connections. And then God started doing things, right, like never before. And the young people don't understand it because they're not committed to Christ. So we got kids in elementary. Remember this Jesus was 12 when he mesmerized all the scholars. That's why he said train up a child in the way he should go. They were, he, he was a kid, man, when his mama had to come back and get him. So, said, where you been? I just been there talking to him, let him know who he is. Right? Let him know who my father was. Now, he, he, here's the thing. Here, now, here's Jesus, so you understand it. When you leave here, you know who he is. Because everybody think they know Jesus, but I don't think you really know who he is. If, it, if you did, then you would change the way you live. You would change your priorities. Right? I was telling a... Uh, 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 Margaret was over my house the other day. I did some pictures for her and Zach. And she was just talking to me about some people going to church and all that. And I was telling Margaret, I said, man, I don't worry about them people. coming." I said, because they they do anything they want to do. She said, I told them that you ought to come, man, because church is good. I said, you ain't got to tell them that because they go to the basketball game. They go to the restaurant eating. Don't nobody wear masks at the restaurant because you're eating. You know, they have family gathers. You don't know what's going on in everybody else's house. People do what they want to do. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's not a matter, but you got to understand, we got to understand who Christ is, who is our Lord, right? So don't don't get worked up over that. But now watch Philippians. He talks about Jesus and the importance of him. He says, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, right? Remember this now, he was the very nature of God. That's why I want you to know who he is because you're not dealing with anybody. Jesus is not anybody. So when people tell you about all this other stuff, and I'm going to get into all those different ideologies and all that uh, in Bible study, right? Look at verse 7. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in the human light. Now watch this here. He came as a human so he could show you, man, how to be God with flesh on it. He came and he really humbled himself and he wants you to see, man, that you can really be God's representative, man, as a human. And here's the thing, you see. Every time you get ready to do something wrong, because you have the Holy Spirit, it tells you the right thing to do. You just don't do it. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Now, you may make a choice and do what you want to do. But God lets you know what you're supposed to do because he loves you and he know you represent him. But when we reject it and do what we want to do, we tell him, man, this is better, God. So he goes on to talk about who the son is, right? Right. Now, I want to get to this. I want to get to this. Now, watch this here. In the beginning. Everybody say in the beginning. Was what? And the word was what? And the word was what? And he was what? Now, listen now. He tells you. So now the word becomes everything is a picture. When I want to explain something to you, I explain it to you in words. So, words paint pictures. So, when God wanted you to know what was about him, he brought his word, right? And his word spoke to us. And the whole time, read from Reverend. Don't read Revelation, don't read from Genesis all the way through because you won't understand Jesus. If you start in Matthew, you'll hear Jesus teaching. And Jesus, if you follow Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, don't even touch the letters. Just go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It'll change your life forever. Because you get to hear Jesus talk directly to you, man, what God wants. Everybody else is talking about what he talked about. The rest of the letters, man, he tells, but in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's speaking a lot. And he's telling you, man, how good it is to be a part of the kingdom and why he is more important than anything else and why he and the Father is one, right? And then he tells us, man, apart from me, you can't do nothing, right? So, but he tells us in the beginning, now watch what he says, in the beginning was the word, the word was there. Then he says to him, the word was with God, right? And the word was God. Right? Then he says, and he was with God in the beginning. Then he says this. Through not, listen to that. Through Jesus. What he says. All things were what? Even you. Because God spoke it all into existence, man. Through him. Right? Then he says said Without him, without, listen, for those who don't want to embrace Jesus and they want to embrace something else. Watch what he says. Without him nothing was what that was what nothing everybody said nothing. nothing you can't listen to me man I can't emphasize this enough without him nothing without Jesus nothing in your life your life is zero without Jesus I know you think it's all right but you have hell to pay and here's the thing you can't handle the stress You you can't handle the anxiety. You you can't handle it, man. That's why they keep on. That's why the pharmaceutical companies love us because they say you can't handle it, so you take a pill to go to sleep, and a pill to wake up. He said, because you can't handle this thing, right? Because the stress is too much for you. But Jesus, I'm a God of peace. Jesus gives you a calmness because you know once you really embrace Him, that everything is working together you your good. So when you get tight in the jam, man, you turn to him. You can't hustle, you can't sell no drugs because you gotta look over your shoulder. You can't work all day because you can't enjoy your family. You know, you, you gotta give time to him first. Seek ye what? Everybody say first. You gotta make Jesus. Number one. You got to make Jesus number one. If you don't make Jesus number one, you're going to do whatever you want to do. Onika, you're going to be so mad. Your grandkids are going to make you so mad. Your kids are going to make you so mad. And you're like, this is crazy. But once you understand Christ, you realize, like, listen, I can tell the spirit in a person before they even talk. I already know who's controlling you, man, before you even open your mouth. I can see it in your body language. And then when you open your mouth, you really tell the truth. And I know right now, man, who team you on. I know right now when you open your mouth, is Jesus the Lord of your life? You start compromising when something else is the Lord. Because we want to straddle the fence. We only, we only trust Jesus when it's convenient. When it's not convenient, I don't, tr- I don't think he can really provide for me. I don't think Jesus really can provide for me. I don't think he can do it. I don't think God can really deliver my child. I don't think God can really save my marriage. I don't think God can really help my wife. I don't think he can really help my husband. I don't think he can do it, so I'm done with him. Because I can't deal with you, man, because you're not right. I recognize Satan working in them. I see him, but then watch this here. I see him working, So I work with him instead of against him. So I don't join with God and trust his word. I trust my feelings. So Satan get in your feelings and you forget the word. And now you don't, listen, watch this here. How will they know? How will they know? How will they know? How will they know he's better? Who can tell me how they know? How will they know? That's the only way they're going to know. The only way they're going to know is not what you say, is what you do with this. That's the only way they're going to really know. And he's never going to give you more than you can bear. And you just got to hold your peace and let him fight your battle. And say, God, I trust your word. So I'm moving on your word, and listen, and nobody's exempt. It's not a person walking alive, man, that Satan has not grabbed a hold of your life, and you did some damnable things. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, nobody would ever speak to you again in life. Some things you just never got it never got exposed. That's why you can't judge nobody, because if God exposed you pull the blanket off you they would never even talk to you but because of his grace now watch this here I'm done I promise you I'm done because of his grace because of his grace we ought to love people just like that's how we know Jesus better by the grace we show to others by the mercy we show to others that's the true that's the true litmus test that Jesus is better by the way I handle people who I know done me wrong, who I know don't mean me no good. That's why Jesus said, pray for those who despitefully use you. He said, somebody gonna use you. But but, but, but my disciples, the ones who follow me, everybody stand to your feet. But those who follow me, I know it's a hard saying, but those who follow me is going to take the word and follow the word because that's the only way they're going to know who he is. So I got to show the love of God in everything I do. Everybody say everything. everything. This is the kingdom agenda. Everybody repeat as me say the visible demonstration of the comprehensive rule of God in every area of your life. That's the agenda. That's the kingdom agenda. That's Jesus' agenda in every area of your life. So now you get to go home and represent him. Now now y'all said Pastor tripping. He tripped today. I didn't come to hear that today, man. Shoot, I was already mad when I left home. So, Dang, dang. Let's bow our heads. Maybe you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Today, I want to offer him to you. So if you're out there social media, you're in the audience, you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. heart. Accept me as your child. child. I believe believe that you died on the cross cross for my my sins. I believe it so much that I'm going to turn my life over to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe it so much and you said that prayer, and then listen to me. You saved the Holy Spirit. If you believe it, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and He changes you from this more, and more on. And now, now you just got to move. And you got to get into the Word. And you got to walk it. Everybody say, walk it. Walk. walk it. walk it. Walk it out. Walk it out. <laughs> Amen. Thank you all so much for coming. Hey, listen. Uh, offering. On the way out, we don't do, for those who visit for the first time, we don't march around for offering because of the the pandemic and all that. So on your way out, there's a uh, a black box, or you can cash app it. Could you put that on the screen, the different ways they can give? So you can cash app, you can go online, whatever. Thank you all so much. You guys have been such a blessing to the ministry. Continue to bless us. We're doing great, great things, all right? So um, those are the ways to give. Uh, Please support the ministry. We can't do stuff without you. We got some big stuff, big projects coming up, man. Our boiler system is, is acting up. We got some leaks in the roof we got to get done. The air conditioning, man, is scheduled to be put in. So we got a lot of stuff coming on. We can't do it without you. So, so Brad, you ain't got to write a check for $100,000, man. Just give us a credit card. So we, we go from there. <laughs> All right. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, bless the offering. Bless those who have given those who have not. As we leave this place, never your present. Be with us. Guide our hearts, Lord. Let us always remember that you are better. And today, we're going to embrace you as our Lord and Savior. And we're going to start moving in such a way that the world would know that you are alive and you're alive through our life. Thank you for giving us another opportunity to make this day the best day of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. Consider yourself dismissed. They're going to dismiss you by roles so you don't go out. In the gym, uh, Pastor Terrio is back there with all the young people that's going to camp.